Today we have the latest injury news on Sebastian Ajo and Matthew Barzal. Plus, how have the Islanders been able to continue to win without Barzi in the lineup? And we preview tonight's game against John Tavares and the Maple Leafs. All that and more on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Sark tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. And welcome, everybody, to the Tuesday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Gil Martin, so glad you could be with us and be part of the Locked On Islanders family. And thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Lots to discuss on today's show, but first, if there's something Islanders related on your mind, if you have a question, a comment, a topic that you'd like us to talk about maybe on a future episode, feel free to email us the address LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, we are happy to mention you on the show when we discuss whatever it is that's on your mind. You can also follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Isles, and you can follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news notes and happenings, and I am live tweeting during nearly every Islanders home and road game, so join me for some instant insight and analysis, and it's always great to interact with Islander fans, game time, and any time. All right, some news coming out of Islanders practice on Monday. Uh, Sebastian Ajo did not practice with the team, and essentially he is now listed as day-to-day with an upper body injury. So the Islanders made a corresponding move. They recalled defenseman Samuel Bolduc from Bridgeport, and sent down forward Otto Koivula to the Bridgeport Islanders in exchange. So basically, we now have two extra defensemen vying for one spot, and only one of them, essentially, is going to be able to play. Now, also, Lane Lambert, at practice on Monday... Gave an update on Matthew Barzal. And remember, Barzi has been out of the lineup since February 18th. So it has now been more than a month that Barzi has been out with a lower body injury. He has still, according to Lane Lambert, not resumed skating. So it does not look like we will be seeing Matthew Barzal back on the ice anytime in at least the next two weeks, I would say. It's really going to be maybe the last week, week and a half of the regular season, hopefully, 
or even maybe the start of the playoffs, depending on uh, how quickly he can return to health. But now on defense. So if Ajo is unlikely to play tonight against the Leafs, where do the Islanders go? And you have the two players, uh, Parker Wotherspoon, who has been sort of the spare defenseman over the last uh, 10 games or so. He's been a black ace up in the press box watching games. And now you have Bull Duke. So we want to read a, a question we got via email from friend of the show, Tommy. Hey, Gil, how are you? Since Aho is out, would you go with Parker Wotherspoon or Samuel Bolduc to play? I would like to see both, but I think we need to stay strong defensively. Parker Wotherspoon is more stay-at-home, so would you like to see him more, even though Bolduc is good at moving the puck, for a breakout? Thank you for the great podcast. Let's go, Islanders. Tommy, always great to hear from you. Thank you for the question. I think the Islanders are going to go with Bolduc first. I don't know that Wotherspoon won't get a chance, but I think they're going with Bolduc first. Number one, they view Bolduc as more of a, a guy who can do things on the power play unit and who is more similar in his skill set than Sebastian Ajo. Now, there are obvious differences, one of them being that Bolduc is six foot four, 220, and Ajo is, you know, considered small by NHL standards. But I think Bolduc can fill in for Ajo on the second power play unit, and he did that at practice. That is why I think they are more inclined to go with Bolduc. And you look at his stats... In six games with the Islanders this year, the New York Islanders, the NHL Islanders, Bolduc has a goal, is a plus two, and has two penalty minutes. In Bridgeport, 56 games, 10 goals, 35 points, uh, and 31 penalty minutes. Parker Wotherspoon is more of a stay-at-home guy, as Tommy correctly pointed out. And... I don't think you can go wrong by going with Wotherspoon, but I think because of the power play ability that you get from Bolduc and because of his size, I think the Islanders will try Bolduc first. And here's the other thing. I think that the organization views Bolduc as more of a... Uh, more of a prospect, more of a guy who has a future in the NHL, and therefore they were more likely to give him the first chance over Wotherspoon, who I think is one of those guys who's going to be really solid at the AHL level and be able to fill in at the NHL level, but not so sure that he would still be considered a prospect at the age of 25 at this stage in his career after spending six now, this is his seventh season in Bridgeport. So, just my opinion, I think they go to Bull Duke first, but I'll say this, and it, we don't know how long Ajo is out. As Islander fans know only too well, day-to-day -day could be a game or two, or it could turn into eight weeks, as we saw in, in the case of uh, Adam Pellick earlier this year. So, 
we, we have to take all Islander injury announcements with a grain of salt, but I think we see Bull Duke first, and then Wotherspoon. Wotherspoon, by the way, 12 games with the Islanders this year, one assist, four penalty minutes, a plus five. He is, I think, uh, more of a stay-at-home guy, and Tommy rightfully points out that that is something that the Islanders have done well in recent games is, is get the puck out of their own zone a little bit better and and make that transition. In Bridgeport, 27 games, one goal, 12 points, 27 penalty minutes, and a plus 12 for Wotherspoon. I think both of them are going to get a chance, but I think the first chance will go to Samuel Bolduc. We have got more to discuss on today's show. We mentioned uh, that right now, Matthew Barzal has yet to resume skating, so he is a few more weeks away. But how have the Islanders managed to not only stay in the playoff race, but actually improve their playoff position without their most dynamic offensive weapon? We're going to get into that and a whole lot more still to come on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. The tournament is heating up, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back. If your first bet doesn't win, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. And then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scorers and threes drained. And hey, you could also use your knowledge of the Islanders at FanDuel. Check out all the odds for tonight's home game against Toronto. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn, that's FanDuel.com slash, uh, slash LockedOn to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. So Matthew Barzal, as we mentioned, has been out of the lineup now for a month. And, you know, that's pretty bad uh, as far as that is concerned. We know that the Islanders really aren't likely to go on a very long playoff run without Matthew Barzal. That they need, I mean, we've seen Bo Horvat's scoring go down since Barzal has been injured. When Barzi was in the lineup, Horvat was putting up points at almost a point a game clip. And yet, without Barzi, the Islanders still doing well and winning games and, and, and getting themselves into, you know, right now, as of the time of this recording, first wild card position. Now, both Pittsburgh and Florida have those games in hand, so nothing is clinched yet, but with 11 games to go, they seem to almost be playing better hockey without Matthew Barzal. Why? Well, here's the deal, and it's almost ironic if you think about it, but I think when Barzal went down and got injured, the Islanders and Lane Lambert realized, you know what? 
we have got to get back to playing more defense-first hockey. And, you know, that is what the Islanders did so well under Barry Trotz, and that is what got them to the the conference final in back-to-back seasons. And, you know, the amazing thing about it is that they're actually scoring a little bit more goals per game without Barzal in the lineup. And they're 8-3-1 in their last 12 games since Barzal got hurt. So what does this tell us? Well, it, it, it tells us that even though the Islanders wanted to open things up a little bit more and play a little bit more aggressive offensively, have the defensemen pinch and join the rush more and all of that, this team, the way they are presently constituted, is going to win more hockey games playing to their strengths. And because even with Horvat and Barzal in the lineup, this team is not built to win 6-4 or 7-5. They're built to win 3-2 or 2-1. They have to go back and do the defense-first strategy. It's worked for them, and it's been a, a, a definite positive for this team. Now, there's 11 games left, and they probably will be without Matthew Barzal for a good stretch of those 11 games. So I think this strategy of being smart in your own zone, making the transition, getting the puck out, uh, just playing basic, smart, defense-first hockey and relying on your goaltender to get the job done, I, I think that's the formula that this team needs to use in order to win hockey games down the stretch and qualify somehow for the playoffs. The problem realistically, more than anything, without Barzal, it's been felt even more on the power play. And the power play wasn't that good with Barzal available. Let's not kid ourselves in in that regard. But at the same time, you have to have a situation where, you know, they need to work on the power play. I think the key with the power play is better puck movement and better movement of the players without the puck. They just don't do that. So the power play is only four for 33 without Barzal in the lineup. That's a little better than 12%. And they are now 30th, 30th out of 32 teams in the league on the power play. And You know, I I said earlier on the podcast today that if they don't get Barzal back, it would be very difficult for them to go on a long playoff run. And part of the reason is the power play. If you remember playoff hockey, and Islander fans, it's only been one year that they haven't had it here, uh, checking is tighter, games are more intense, more physical. There is less time and space to operate with the puck. Everybody is bringing their A game every night. And look, let's not kid ourselves. Over the course of an 82-game season, 
the intensity level is not the same for all 82 contests. But here's the thing. Power plays and penalty killing become even more vital in the playoffs. And if the Islanders don't have Matthew Barzal back and they're only hitting at 12.2% on the power play, which would rank them last, that is a big hindrance for a team that struggles to score goals as it is, 22nd in the league in goals scored. They need Barzi back for the playoffs, and they need to make sure that, I mean, look, you can't control it, and I'll put it to you this way. Uh, Matthew Barzal at 75 or 80% before he gets back into real grade A game shape is still better on your roster than having, you know, Simon Holmstrom or uh, Josh Bailey or Cal Clutterbuck. No offense to those guys. They're all very good, uh, you know, players at what they do, but you can't replace the offensive firepower and and explosiveness and skating ability that Barzal gives you on the power play. So I would say this, even if Barzi comes back for the playoffs, they still need to play that defense first style. That's what they need to do to win until they acquire another bonafide goal scorer or until Oliver Wallstrom proves he could be a bonafide goal scorer, or better yet, how about both of those options? But Wallstrom is probably gone until next year, and we don't know if Barzal will be back in time. So Lane Lambert needs to continue to play smart, conservative, defense-first hockey. And yeah, the guys at ESPN Plus may not like it, but you know what? Tough. Tough. This is the way the Islanders need to play to win. And I'll reiterate it this way just to make it clear. And I think 98%, maybe 99% of Islander fans would agree with me. I would rather see this team play boring, and I'll put that in air quotes, hockey, and win than play exciting hockey, and I'll again put that in air quotes, and lose. I'd rather see them win 3-2 to two than lose 7-5. It's that simple. And when you've got a goalie like Ilya Sorokin and a backup goalie like Semyon Varlamov, th- look, that's the Islanders' big edge in this playoff race. Here we are with 11 games left on the schedule, okay? 11 games left on the schedule including tonight's game. And when you look at it, you got to, you know, you're in this wild card hunt. The Islanders have 80 points. The Penguins, two points back. The Panthers, three points back. Two of those three teams are most likely going to make the playoffs, okay? And what is the edge the Islanders have? I would certainly take Ilya Sorokin over Tristan Jarry. And again, no offense to Jarry, but he's an unproven uh, goalie compared to Ilya Sorokin. And if if I'm looking at the Florida Panthers, you know, Sergei Bobrovsky, 
he's been great over the course of his career, but statistically this year, he's not in Ilya Sorokin's league. So playing to your strengths is part of what constitutes good coaching. And the Islanders need to play to their strengths, and that's shutting down opponents, relying on Ilya Sorokin, one of the better goaltenders in the league, and winning games 3-2, to 2-1, 4-3. Doing it that way is really the best way to go. All right, we have got more to discuss on today's episode. We'll preview the game at UBS Arena tonight against the Toronto Maple Leafs, which means an old friend will be coming back. Plus, we'll have our Islanders' birthday of the day, a popular defenseman who was with the team up until about two, three years ago. We've got all that and more still to come on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar, the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories? Then you've got to try a Built Bar. What makes Built Bars so good? Well, for starters, they're all covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. And listen to these flavors. My favorite is the cookies and cream, but you could go with peanut butter brownie, churro, coconut almond. And not only are the flavors great, but listen to these macros. Each bar averages just 130 calories and only 4 grams of sugar, but they pack a whopping 17 grams of protein. Now, you could still go to Built.com and order a box and have it delivered to your home, but now you could also pick them up right away at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. So, check out Built Bar, the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. You can thank me later. Islanders, Maple Leafs, tonight, UBS Arena, big game here. Let's not kid ourselves. Toronto right now, 42-18-9, 93 points on the season, and they are a good team. Uh, Toronto, top 10 in goals scored, ninth in the league, third in the league in goals against, which is not something that we expect from the Maple Leafs in recent years, but now it looks like they have found uh, some good goaltending. Now, Ilya Samsonov is listed as day-to-day as of right now. Uh, Whether he'll be back in time for tonight's game, we'll let you know as soon as we know, but uh, he has been outstanding. A 2-3-5 goals against a 9-17 save percentage and a 24-8-3 record. We could also see Matt Murray. He is a 13-7-2 with a 2-9-6 goals against and a 9-0-5 save percentage. Special teams, by the way, I'm going to lay it out there. The Leafs have the second best power play in the league, 25.9%. Islanders can't take those dumb penalties. Got to stay out of the box. The penalty kill, not bad, 12th in the league, almost 81%. Right now, Mitch Marner is the leading point-getter on the Maple Leafs. He has 63 assists in 69 games and has 89 points. William Nylander leads the team with 35 goals. Austin Matthews, 32. And then John Tavares uh, has 30. So this team knows how to put the puck in the net. They are dealing with some injuries. We mentioned Samsonov day-to-day. Ryan O'Reilly, 
who they acquired at the trade deadline on the IR, as is Nicholas Robertson and Jake Muzzin. The top line for the Leafs, Austin Matthews centering Alexander Kerfoot and Callie Yonkrock. Michael Bunting, John Tavares, and Mitch Marner from left to right are your second line. Sam Lafferty, Bobby McMahon, and William Nylander, the third line. And then David Kempf, Zach Aston, Reese, and Noel Asiari are the fourth line. Morgan Riley and Eric Gustafson, a very solid first pair on D, followed by Mark Giordano and Justin Hull. And then the third pair, Jake McCabe and Timothy Lielrin. So that's the, the, the setup. The goalies right now, Matt Murray and Joseph Wall. But again, if Samsonov is able to return, we may see him uh, as well. We got to keep an eye on it. Islanders, let, let me reiterate what I said earlier. They've got to play defense first. These skilled players, your Matthews, your Kerfoot, your Marners and your Tavareses and your Nylanders, these guys are fast, they're skilled, they can skate, can't let them have time and space in the neutral zone, can't leave them uncovered, can't give up rebounds and tip-ins, gotta play smart hockey. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day, and yeah, Monday was the 32nd birthday of former Islanders defenseman Nick Letty. Letty acquired from the Chicago Blackhawks just before the start of the 2014-2015 season. He was at the University of Minnesota, drafted by the Wild in the first round, 16th overall back in 2009, but made his NHL debut with Chicago, won a cup with them, and then joined the Islanders, as I said, in 2014. Put together three straight seasons on the island of 40 or more points, 40 in 15-16, 46 in 2016-2017, and 42 in 2017-2018. Ended up leaving the Islanders after the 2020-2021 season for cap reasons and is now a member of the St. Louis Blues after playing for Detroit in between. Best game for uh, Nick Letty as an Islander, we go back to the Barkley Center, February 12, 2017, a game against the Colorado Avalanche. The Islanders ended up winning this one by a score of 5-1. to one. And for Nick Letty, a goal, two assists. He was a plus three in this game. And, uh, you know, got to give him credit. And he was very good on the power play, could skate well, and was a a positive influence on the Islanders. I think, you know, between him and Jonathan, uh, excuse me, him and Taves, uh, the Islanders missed the puck-moving ability of both of those players. So, big game tonight. They're all big with 11 games left, and we will be back tomorrow with our key takeaways from the game, plus our weekly farm report on all things Bridgeport Islanders. Some more Fascinating goals by Ruslan Iskakov, so make sure you join us as we'll discuss that. want to thank everyone for making Locked On Islanders your first listen today. Now make your second listen game-to-game NHL. Every moment, every top performance, every result, Locked On Game-to-Game covers every contest from across the National Hockey League with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. 
Follow Game to Game on Locked On NHL, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. And of course, let's go Islanders.